What is good, Divine Gang Gang? You already see by the title. This one is a special shout out to everybody who's resigned last year and this year. The mass exodus is where your power lies. In the background, I'm playing Scream by Michael Jackson. I'm coming at you a little bit different. Um, This is going to be a little bit of the intro, talking about the Claire audience behind that song. I definitely want you to listen to um, Scream um, right before I transition into the message. The message is not going to have any music with it because I don't want it to, if it gets flagged, at least I can at least retain the message for you. I want you to go and listen to the words. All right. Now, one of the things I love as I was watching the video and list and looking at the lyrics, we are fed up as a whole. And I love with the video that it has the brother and the sister, right? The masculine and the feminine. And I had just done a reading on um, segment and it was talking about her rage and her rage for injustice. So that's the energy I'm coming to you with. Um, You'll definitely want to stay tuned for the message. And then at the end, you guys, I'm going to have a little bit of like karaoke at the end where I'm singing the song. You'll want to read along and sing along with me. Um, But again, I'm going to keep it separate in case it does get flagged. Okay. I love each and every one of you. Because I just can't take it. What's good to find, gang, gang? Listen. I was wondering when to come out with this one. I had written the notes. I did this, and you can probably see by the title, it's going to be something along the lines of leveraging racial discrimination on the job. The power lies in your exodus. Um, And I took this approach as if I was talking to my niece or I was talking to my child. Um, And there's so there's an element of like, this is how you work with the system, right? I could sugarcoat it and say that this would never happen to you, but let's deal with the practical, logical things that are happening around us, right? Racial discrimination on the job is real. But what we're afforded is when we can look back to scripture and how things worked out for them, we saw that you know, some of the things that it took for them to thrive and how it worked to their advantage, right? That's where the alchemy comes in. That's where the transmutation comes in. When you talk about the ancient of age of, of days and the wisdom, it means that now you can see what's ahead, apply the principles and catapult off of things that have happened behind us so that you can get ahead faster, stronger, um, faster and stronger, right? So let's kind of get into it. And that the other interesting thing too, I love that if you're a part of my gang gang for real, part of my community, you're part of my tribe, you're part of my pride, um, my wolf pack, We've been getting the messages, we've been getting the confirmations, we've been getting the downloads. And if if I'm not, you know, sometimes I feel like people are going to be like, she's always telling us to go all different podcasts, but it's because I want to show the synchronicity of how we're being led. Everything on this journey is orchestrated, right? But on Friday, we explored um, segment as the 
a divine feminine architect. And as I was reading, there were certain things up until that point that I was able to understand with my with my eyes, right? But there's a saying that says, um, you don't see with your eyes, you see with your mind. And it talked about how Segment used her anger. Oh, where's that card? She used her anger. And I was like, it just felt foreign to me. But long story short, it talked about Segment's strength, her goddess energy comes in the in voicing the anger and indignation for injustice. Okay? Very beautiful energy, very complimentary. I've already kind of um, spilled it here. Like, go ahead and even look at if you're Claire Audience or like to get your messages from music. Look at the music video for um, Michael Jackson and his sister uh, uh, Scream or listen to the words. Um, go ahead and pull up the lyrics and read the words to it. But that's the space that we're in. We've been having this mass exodus, right? Over 11 million people in August left their jobs. The report for September just came out. Um, People are leaving their jobs. But let me get into the message because I'm kind of jumping ahead of myself. I'm super excited. I feel this is for someone. I want you to be encouraged. So keep in mind that I want you to keep being encouraged. But I'm also talking to our young people moving forward, if that kind of makes sense. So I put here, the first thing is the beauty of going in with an exit plan is that you can take these and I put, I use an expletive there, right? You can take these for everything. Take them for everything, right? Because it's one thing to, to, if you're familiar with scripture, understand what happened with the Hebrew Israelites and how they built the pyramids for them and they were working in the homes and doing a lot of the hard labor. But at the end of the day, they were learning how to build some of them, you know, do the engineering and understood they were able to see how um, those enterprises were run in the home and in the workforce, right? They were making the meals and working with the best and finest ingredients for the people that they were working for. Okay. So, the idea about this, and, and remember, I keep saying the power lies in your exodus. We're going to have to go through some stuff, but it's the exodus. Like when you when you leave, you're going to leave winning, and that's the plan, right? I think that we, especially for my melanated babies, you know, for my Black people, we are kind of underestimating our intellectual property. I've been kind of hinting here and there, you know, about how we really have all of these things in our favor. And, um, you know, when you talk about how even for the, the Black woman is the most educated demographic, right? Um, she has the degree, she has experience. And for some reason, it's not converting over into wealth. And um, part of this journey I'm working with our divine feminines on and our mental map to make sure that we're going to leverage the intellectual property that we've invested ourselves, not just convert it to where we're wearing nice things and experience. I want us to convert it to assets, to real estate, to things that are going to give us passive income, okay? 
So, but, and the other thing I love, I think when you start to look at how the mother is the first teacher for a child, we should be capitalizing off of that. Um, and I'm not really going to go into that. There's some issues there. Um, the divine counterparts are not appreciating that the woman is the first teacher for a child and what that can mean for building legacy and generational wealth. Um, but also divine feminines, I think sometimes we might feel like I went through all of this stuff. I, I want to shield my children, but there's a reason you understood what it means to, um, to show up you know, at a university and a college and to master your skill, your thinking, your approach to things, okay? There's strength in that. I think that for the collective, we've been sold this idea that we're so downtrodden. They barely want to pay you. They want to work you long hours. You're showing up at the job and with your handout begging for promotions and to be paid what you're worth. And they will just show up, you know, get the credit and take off. I've been in those situations. I worked for 20 years. I say corporate, it was at a, at a university, but I know what it's like. But I, I really want to drive home. We are underestimating our intellectual property, right? We're talking about the power lies in your exodus. It's a, I put here, um, wherever you are, whether you're like my melanated babies and you're young and you're in high school, maybe coming out of college, Okay, but there's some of us who are, have been in the game, we've been out in the workforce, and we've gotten the degrees, right? Please, I want you to understand, do not feel guilty about, you know, the college debt um, or this idea that you might have lost your time. Everything serves a purpose, especially as we're heading towards self-sufficiency, entrepreneurship, running our own businesses or our own enterprises. I also want to encourage you, I think, for our melanated babies, do not get caught in the trap. You're going to need to get a really good mentor. You're going to have to find a way to get some clarity. Um, but if there's a profession, you know, that like medical, let's not get caught up in them telling us one side of the spectrum where it's like we're overeducated, but it's not translating to assets to, well, that means I shouldn't go to college. I shouldn't know. If you're going to be a doctor, figure out what it means to, to get your degree and to to manage your debt and to make financial decisions. And we talk, I talk a lot about financial decisions. You're not going to save yourself into wealth, but I'm leaving little gems here and there. So take it for what it's worth. If you already have the college debt, don't worry. There's a purpose. Everything in life serves a purpose. But And so for the younger people, do not get discouraged out of getting a degree. I think what's going to be important, right? Uh, there was an article talking about how there's college students paying $115,000 to get a social work degree, and that degree doesn't even pay thirty to 45000 So you're really going to have to align yourself with mentors who can coach you and guide you to do help you find what um, your strengths are. It's great for you to go ahead and pull your natal chart. It gives you a blueprint of what your strengths are where your mastery lies, okay? And it's going to save you a lot of time.
Okay, so run your natal chart, especially if you're young. Start to align yourself with mentors who can help you to figure out things like that so you don't get caught in these financial traps or make poor decisions. I still believe that there are people who have social work degrees who are going to make a huge difference in the world. And I've kind of hinted at that throughout different podcasts. But at the same time, if you're coming into it, don't get trapped in it. Make sure that you're going into degrees where the the pay is there. I don't want you to get shamed into looking at how much you're going to get paid either. Okay. And there's a reason because I'm going to, I think this is going to be a, a long podcast, but let me just set the table for you and feed you and nourish you. And so when you're gone and you leave this, you are fully nourished and fed in every area. And you have more than enough that if you'd never come back to any of my podcasts, especially if you've just recently resigned or you're new and you're trying to think about what to do, this one's for you. Okay. I put a lot of thought into this one. I put here, You don't need a degree to run a business, but the irony is that you need a degree to work for someone else. So it's this idea I've been talking about, the entry and the exit, right? And being shamed. At the end of the day, you don't need to get a degree or get into debt, unnecessary debt, right? To run your own business, to run your own enterprise, okay? I put here, I said, because... Uh, your hands, you get hands-on experience around your boss. You start to pay attention to um, the human resources aspect of it. Who are they hiring? What are their hiring practices? Um, What is the background of the people that are hiring? Which fields are they hiring in, right? Which departments are they hiring? What is the accounting? How often do they, you know, handle their payroll, Um, what software are they using? Um, How are they handling the requisitions to order goods and products and services, right? How are they handling their audits? You're looking at the management. How many tiers do they have? Um, Who's the chief operating officer, chief um, IT technology officer, chief financial, I think that I said chief financial, financial officer, um, who's the marketing director, who's in payroll, who's, who, what are the different hierarchies that they have between management, what are their styles, how often do they meet, you start to pay attention to the marketing style, right, um, what's the message behind it, what's the branding, what platforms do they use, how does it show up on their website, how often is it renewed, what platforms are they using for that. You look at the imports and the exports, what is the demand, which services and goods have the most demand, is it seasonal, Um, does it have to do with customer service, right, are they paying attention to the quality and the functionality, the efficiency, right, you start to look at the networks. Who are their suppliers? Who are they supplying to? What are the relationships that they have with them? What are the trading agreements that they have with them if you buy in bulk? How far in advance do they buy out? Right? Uh, I already talked a little about hierarchy and staffing. What is your role? Okay? I want you, especially if you're in a management position, Because understand, keep in mind now, I'm being led to say it again, the power lies in your exodus, 
right? So you're going to move differently than how you did or anybody else is going to do if you're in these positions where you are working for someone else. If you're in a management position, and even if you're not, but for this one, I want you to listen to input from employees because in your mind, you're going to be thinking about um, how you can make things better, how to solve solutions. And one of the things I wanted to talk about early, and I didn't put the bullet point, but I, I'm remembering the, t- the train of thought. I want you to be intentional about aligning yourself with things that you're going to to master, have mastery and arts and mastery and craftsmanship in. So one of the things that is really important and I came to understand for myself is for our young people and if you're parents, you know, and you have young people, it's going to be critical that you help them to have as much clarity from the beginning because now you're not just going to go to any job. Um, you're not going to be just working at KFC unless you want to open your own franchise. You're not just going to work at Subway unless you plan to run your own franchise. So I'm not saying don't work at Subway. What I'm saying is if you understand that Subway has a um, business management opportunity for you to work your way up and you see all of those things that I mentioned earlier, because you have the clarity, you can go in and know that, you know what, I'm not able to go to college, but I'm going to go in here and I'm going to sit under my supervisor and they're going to show me how to put the schedule together for these employees, how to order the lettuce and the olives and the pepperoncinis and all this stuff, the frequency of it, how to make sure that, you know, it stays within the budget and you work your way up through the ranks. Okay. Um, So with that in mind, let's just go with the subway model, right? Okay. So you've decided you have the clarity of mind that you want to run your own franchise. And instead of putting a lot of money into going into college, and so take it for the nuances that they are, you decide that you're going to go into, remember, the power lies in your exodus. You understand that Subway has a program that you can convert from, um, and I'm not saying that 100% factual. I know that there are some franchises where they do have a management module where you can go from working your way up and become a franchise owner. I'm not saying that Subway does, but for the intents and purposes of this, you go in, you pay attention to the questions they ask you at the interview. You pay attention to um, the hiring practices. What paperwork did they have you sign up? You look at how they set you up for a training schedule. Well, what was the supervisor's temperament? As you are working your shift, right? Because one day you're going to own your own franchise. So it's going to be important for you to understand the environment that's happening where people are handling your clients, Okay. Do they feel that they have enough break time? Do they feel that there's proper instructions? You pay it, and it, not so much gossiping. You don't want to get lo- caught in the lower vibrational stuff, but it's like you want to pay attention to what are the logistics so, so that when you get your franchise, it's going to be better. You see what I'm saying? So if you're in a management position in any other career, now you're listening to your employees differently because part of this whole, I think, divine feminine, divine masculine journey is we are being called to be entrepreneurs, to be self-sufficient in creating solutions. 
So as you're listening to people around you, you're, you're listening for how can I make this better? I want to encourage you, regardless of whether you're my melanated babies, whether you're a young adult, whether you're a little bit older like I am, go ahead and open on your notebook uh, computer a tab where you're going to start laying out your business plan. This is for everyone across the board, right? All of us should have businesses at the end of the day. All of us should have a business. It's biblical. It's in the scripture. It's a divine principle. There's a verse that says every, like, um, you should have seven streams of income. Yes, even eight streams of income. Right? Um, but the protection for us lies in the LLCs. Even if it's just something small to start off with, start to develop your business plan. Even if after you hear me, you just go to your computer and type in a document, business plan, and you start to put in your ideas, your marketing, your price points, who are you going to network with, what are your services, what are your goods, and start to put the pieces together. So if you're already working in a um, field where you're intentional and you have clarity, about how you're going to have your own business in that field. As you have the conversations, you're going to say, well, this person told me that they wish it was a quicker way for them to handle the requisitions. So you're going to brainstorm that and put it in your business plan. So it's a continual process so that when the time comes for you to get a business loan, all you have to do is just click and submit. And that's a different kind of energy, right? The ex- the power lies in your exodus. It's one thing to say to be caught off guard and try to scramble to come up with the business plan so you can get an LLC type of thing and a business loan. And you're scrambling and trying to get all the different pieces. But if you do it piece by piece, starting from now, you're going to... And so as you're putting in the things that you need for your business plan, if there's something missing, you can go and inquire and learn. I believe it was for last Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday for the Wealth Oracle. The the card that came up was the different levels of expertise. And so if there's missing gaps, now you can go in there and inquire and fill in the gap and find out what it is that you need to bring it up to par. Okay? The other thing I wanted to talk about here is I'm not telling you to go in and copy other people's models. Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely not. What I am telling you to do, and again, this is this one right here is worth every penny, I feel like. The power in the Exodus part of it is the innovation and the solutions that you're looking for right? Um, One of the stories that's coming to mind here is um, a lot of you are probably familiar with Whiteout. (laughs) Um, Whiteout started out where there was this woman who was a secretary for for someone and she would type up the notes and and back in the days they used to have the old keyboards, typewriters, and you, I remember like practicing on some of them, right? I'm probably dating myself a little bit. But if you made a mistake, you could have made the most perfect entry. And if you make a mistake on the last page, on the last paragraph, you technically could have, and this is how they explained it to us, would have to throw that whole page again and start over without any mistakes. And so she found that she was losing a lot of valuable time having to rewrite 
these um these memos. So what she did is she came up with a she exacted a formula that allowed her to go in with with the liquid paper, um, the liquid whiteout, take out the error, and backtrack, type in the correct character, and keep it pushing. And that saved her so much time and it started to come into demand. So do you see where when you go into these places and I'm telling you, take them for everything, you can go in and start to absorb and look for solutions and innovation to make things better. And um, I'm uh, another person that I wanted to share an example. I actually went to my um, some some friends I had growing up. Their parents were phlebotomists. The dad was a phlebotomist. And so this is to tell you how much things have changed. But nowadays, you can get a phlebotomist to come out to your house and draw your blood. Um, especially with this pandemic, a lot of you are probably familiar with that. The person came out, drew your blood, did, took your weight, everything that you would do when you go to the hospital, and took it back to the clinic for you. He was one of the first people to do it. I remember they decided to buy a couple of vans and they ended up moving to Colorado and providing that service. And they were about maybe two to five years, but I would say at least two. They were two years ahead of the curve, but it's because they were looking at solutions. They knew that there were clients who were scheduled to come in and couldn't make it, you know, whether they were elderly or bedridden at home, right? And thought about an innovative way to provide a solution. It's kind of taking you to the energy of um, going in as an undercover boss. You don't, you know, move in silence. You don't have to tell your coworkers that you're in there as a co-op. You know, when, when they sent the young people into the land of Canaan to scope out the land, to spy, you know. Where are their security guards? What type of security do they have? What does the marketplace look like? Who's going in? Who's going out? What's the timing? What's the schedule? What kind of food do they have? What type of things do they have going on in there? You don't have to move in silence, undercover boss mode. Because now you're taking notes. Now you're taking inventory of everything you need to learn. Because what I'm trying to contrast with you is the difference between spending a lot of money to go to a university, right, or college versus having the hands-on experience. And we're talking about the power lies in the exodus, okay? I, oh, yeah, so I did put the note here, but I put it down at the bottom. Be intentional about where you work. And don't be too discouraged because even for someone like me, I worked at somewhere like Victoria's Secret. I worked in a cafeteria. And so what it meant in hindsight, it's like I learned different models, different forms of leadership, learned to work with different personalities. But the more intentional you are and the more clarity you have at the beginning of the game, you know, like another favorite one that I think I would have enjoyed was maybe working at a, um, a five-star hotel close to an airport, right? Because now you get to see the different type of people coming in. Um, what are their businesses? What are they about, right? So it's so much more than just working and going in and getting a paycheck, You're paying attention to who's coming in and ex and the exposure that comes about behind it. Um, 
I put in there, I put here, go in there and learn everything about it, right? We're talking about you being in alignment with, um, with the careers where you're working from the bottom up. I put here, um, I think for the melanated person, the black person, we know for a fact, and this is so beautiful, yeah, we know that we have to be 10 times better. And there's no room for error. And as much as it sucks, baby boy, and it sucks, baby girl, it sucks that we're held to a higher standard. It goes back to that artistry, the craftsmanship, right? You start to learn to have the discipline for yourself. But because you were forced to be 10 times better, when you go out, you're going to know your stuff inside and out. You're going to learn to look out for things so that when you run your business, you're not making those mistakes. Right? So here's the key. I'm going to, I'm going to, um, make, I'm going to close out the segment because you guys know I can only record up to 30 minutes in my web browser. (laughs) So let me close this one out and then let me get into the meat of it. Okay. Um, so hold on one second. Okay. So we were talking about how it can be frustrating if you're a black person, you already know you got to show up 10 times better. You have to outperform everyone else. I know that for me, when I was, um, working the last two to three years, it was to the point where I knew the ins and outs of that specific, um, department and it was to the point where the second to last year they asked me to write a section of the accreditation report and the second year I did the majority of the uh, accreditation report everything from pulling the stats right this is something that should have been done by the dean the four department chairs Um, and the only thing that my boss had to do was just show up and write the art the report information And it was one of those things where at that point you start to develop some muscle, right? And start to advocate and learn for yourself. And I think that that's probably, there's a reason why I'm probably honing in on this. I'm letting you know, as someone who's been there, I wish I had done this sooner. I wish I had understood that I needed to cross that bridge sooner. But I started to understand, wait a minute, you're asking me to show up and to perform and to do these type of things. So the second year I vocalized and I said, um, first of all, this is supposed to be the, the responsibility of the department chairs. And it was like, well, you're good at it. Just go ahead and get it done, which was not fair. So then I then proceeded to ask for a raise and a promotion and they didn't give it to me. And that was my last year. That was my last year. Right? So you're going to be asked to do tasks and show up and do them and master them. Because guess what? I could write the heck out of... I when I, And I was proud of myself. It felt good. Because I pulled the information. When the accreditation report came back, it was clean. It was solid. Numbers were perfect, right? But I remember having to go and meet with different people and talk with different people and even having to explain to some people who were in higher up positions, no, this is what this degree means. This is how it needs to be categorized. This is how it needs to be. These numbers are not matching. This is what needs to. And so 
beautiful experience, but I had that knowledge with me, right? So I put here, that was the next bullet. As soon as they deny you your promotion or raise, move. As soon as they deny you your promotion or raise, move. I think what's interesting is that with this pandemic, a lot of us, our hands got forced, okay? I, I consider myself to be part of the collective. I left in my, my job in the end of 2019, um, but I know for a fact it was divinely orchestrated, right? Um, so a lot of us got forced to, you know, for whatever reasons, the working conditions, um, the mandates, um, needing to be able to take care of, of the children and not having enough for, for care, child care. Variety of reasons. Some people are, are were planning to just go ahead and retire early. I don't know that anyone from my group uh, falls in that category, but if you do, hey. <laughs> um, but now that you've moved, and if you decide to re-enter the workforce, there's nothing... Excuse me, there's nothing wrong with that. I want you to be strategic about it. So, and and again, I'm kind of talking to the different age groups, the young people who are still coming into the workforce, and those of you who will have decided to re-enter the workforce as opposed to becoming an entrepreneur and developing your own business model, right? Um. We are talked at the beginning. We already know that there is racial discrimination on the workplace, point blank, period, right? And so, until the rest of us adults, you know, fight for you to make it a better work environment for our younger children, for our future, until we sort that out, and we need to fight for that and go into segment energy where we're fighting out for the injustices. This is what you're dealing with. This is about the practicality of it. When I talk about to the divine feminines, I talk about the 5-1 ratio and what it means for the odds are you may not get married. You may not meet your divine masculine. You may not end up in union. You may only spend six months with him, you know, for him to make that twin flame connection and then move on. And you might end up being a baby mama. That's the reality. How do we deal with it? How do we look at the logical, practical landscape that's in front of us? So when it comes to the workforce, you already know that there's going to be racial discrimination. And here's the thing. Here's the psychology behind it. These companies and organizations are banking on that you're going to come in there and do the work for them. You're going to do the manual labor and learn the job. And you're going to compete and learn how to master your job but what they weren't banking on is that you would leave and i think that with this pandemic a lot of us stayed on a job really two and three and four and five and ten and fifteen years longer than we should have i talked about in another podcast i started to pay attention to the psychology behind people leaving. The psychology behind people deciding to leave the workforce is that you decide to believe in yourself. You decide that you have what it takes with between a combination of experience, intellectual property, and grit to know that you're going to show up for yourself. 
And I think it's going to be important that you realize that sooner. So it's one of those things where you go in, you learn the job, you've been intentional about where you work and also who you're working with, paying attention to everything, the infrastructure around you. And you know you're going to get to that point where they do your performance report and you know that you will have worked 10 times harder to prove yourself. But the key is if they deny you the promotion or that that's time for you to move. This is going to take me to the next point. Understand that at the end of the day, we're talking the difference between pigeons and eagles. So the pigeon uh, way of life is all they know is that in this racist system, there's always, it's in their favor. There's always going to be crumbs laying around for them and for them to just be able to peck. It's always going to be afforded and available to them, but they're just picking up the crumbs. But because you're an eagle, you might pick up a few crumbs here and there. And that's going to give you the energy to uh, get on, you know, get the muscle and the wings and the strength to start to ascend. Not because you're a whole entire eagle. You have to step into your potential, right? The power lies in the exodus. So if it's anything about pigeons and eagles in a park, the eagle has to, to match its capacity. It's going to have a wider wingspan. It's going to be bigger than the pigeons. So it can only deal with the crumbs for so long. And that eagle is going to be forced to have to fly and take an overview of their whole environment and look for bigger game. They're going to have to go independent. They're not going to be competing with a whole bunch of little pigeons around them for for crumbs. They're being forced. And that's the beauty of the experience behind this. It's, It's definitely the beauty for ashes, right? You're being forced to ascend and to rise into your wingspan, into your power, into your full capacity. Okay? And that's where the innovation comes in and the solution comes in. We're not going for their same crumbs. We're going for a whole big animals, right? Fresh meat. But we have the power and the strength to to fly up and to see the opportunities and to then go and swoop down and chase a running rabbit. There's nothing crummy about that. Nothing, you know, you don't have someone at a park just throwing things in your favor. You're an eagle. Everything at the end of the day is orchestrated for you to to ascend. Because I've been talking about the power of the the exodus. It kind of would have kind of sucked to be, you know, Hebrew Israelite working for these people, cleaning for them, cooking for them, making their... um, houses and their different architecture for them and the manual labor of importing the linens and the goods and the food for the marketplace and building the pyramids, building their houses, working in their palaces, right? I put here, 
you are, and I put in, in stars on each side, bestowed the opportunity to think of better ways to do the business. It's a, it's a blessing. And that's where I want you to see that. Um, on a spiritual level, you guys, this was kind of deep to me too. We have to learn to detach from what no longer serves us. All right, let me try to finish knocking this out. So the funny thing is I did have a little distraction and I went back to listening to the to the lyrics to the song um, Screamed by Michael Jackson and it got to the part where it said, you keep changing the rules while I keep playing the games. And And so everything happens for a reason. That was more confirmation for me. But I was talking about how we need to learn to detach from no, what no longer serves us. I've been talking a lot about how, you know, some of us will come to this divine feminine, divine masculine journey because of the twin flame romance and wanting to fall in love, right? Um, But how we approach that and how it shows up in our relationships gives us insight to how we're doing it in other areas of our life, right? We put up with the toxic relationships, the karmic relationships, But what's at the core? What's at the issue? Why are we staying in these toxic employment um, situations where they're changing the rules? They're not playing fair, right? One of the things, one of the universal principles that you have to learn is that there has to be an exchange. You have to give like for like. So when you start to be a willing participant where you're giving all of yourself and showing up for work, working the hard hours, and you're not getting paid what you're worth, and you stay there, and you tolerate it, and you put up with it, you create an imbalance, and it starts to turn karmic, and it starts to turn toxic. If we're doing it in our relationships, we're doing it in other areas of our life. I talked about how we're afforded the opportunity of looking at things like the scripture, right? Talk about the Exodus. And it took divine intervention to help these people realize, you ain't got to put up with the bullshits. Now, what's interesting, and I will say it here is, just for this, like, maybe 30 seconds, I found it fascinating that really they could have ended up in a land of prosperity in Canaan in three days. But part of the reason we talk about divine intervention, that he had them going in the, in the wilderness for 40 years, is because he wanted them to learn to fight and to, to what it meant to protect what was theirs. So that when they went to Canaan, you couldn't just have the, the Egyptians roll up through there and be like, oh, we finna plunder and take everything. And so that's one of the distinctions also, right? It's because it made me think, I'm like, why did he have them out there fighting different nations and starting to step into their strength of what it meant to protect your assets, right? To protect what's good, what, you know, Canaan was one of the most beautiful um places to be when when they talk about how they went there it was the land of abundance the grapes were so big 
in clusters that it took several people to carry them out. Greenery, water everywhere, the fortress, right? Um, bear with me here too, but I'm being reminded that it said there's there's another saying in scripture that says, um, the abundance of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. And that is very much the energy that we're in right now. We have a, a retrograde coming in where there's going to be a reversal of funds and we're already starting to see it. Like even with Zillow, some some organizations and energies are a little bit more sensitive and they start, you start to see the collapse, right? But Zillow is on the verge of one of those big corporations where they've basically took advantage of the system. I'm into stock, you guys. So, but let me back, back up into the message. So you're starting to see the, res, you know, you have the exodus. After the exodus comes the transfer of funds, right? I want you to think about as I'm looking here at my notes. Oh yeah, let me, let me. Okay, so the next note I had here is understand that the loyalties lie to yourself. Divine intervention had to happen for the Hebrew Israelites. But as you're taking full advantage of that knowledge, the loyalties lie to yourself. You deserve a promotion. You deserve a raise. You deserve prosperity and abundance. But for far too long, we've sat and tolerated the abuse, the low wages, sometimes in most cases, not even living wages. Talk about the abuse, not even being appreciated, not being cherished, right? Not being given what you're worth, not being afforded what it means to have fulfillment and satisfaction because of greed, But now that you've been liberated and you've been set free, you know, don't allow yourself to fall back into captivity. I had put here in my notes, discomfort. Copying people who are stagnant. Yeah, I felt like I wanted to just circle back and think about the pigeon energy versus the um, eagle. Because I know there could be some people who feel some kind of way like, oh, you're going to go in there and take my intellectual property and copy everything I'm saying. No, no, no. No, no, no. The discomfort and everything that's in there is the same thing. Let's take it back to the eagle. Right? The eagle, you know, it does kind of start off similar to a pigeon. The forces, you know, create the nest and they make it soft and fluffy and comfortable. And so it's easy to to feel like, you know, they just come and hand things to you and they're feeding to you while you're in your baby phases. But If you're a smart baby eagle, you're going to be paying attention to what it takes for that environment to thrive when the mama eagle is feeding you, when papa eagle is feeding you. How high are you? How safe are you? How abundant is everything around you? What type of meat are they bringing to you? You know, what is their schedule? What is their regimen? 
and you see them take off in flight and how they spread their wings. And sometimes you're in the little nest and you can see that they're hitting these goals and going to new heights. And you see them go down and swoop down and go after their goals. And then at the right time through divine intervention, right? Because I think this pandemic, as bad as it sounds, it's like, Now divine source is like, okay, it's time for you to spread your wings. It's time for you to ascend because you're not a pigeon. You don't need to stay in these toxic environments, building pyramids and cleaning and being a domestic for all these other people. Your time has come. So things start to get uncomfortable. They start to pull out the fluff and the soft material. And you start to feel the pokes and the pushback of your environment and it starts to get uncomfortable to the point where you're like you know what i'm not with this i've seen them do it i know what they're capable i know that they can do i'm a divine i mean in god's image i can create i can multiply i don't need to stay in this situation but unfortunately some of us Stay a little bit longer in that eagle's nest with the discomfort. And that is such a beautiful message. It's like, allow the discomfort. When when they tell you that you're not worth the promotion, don't let that damage your ego. Have them. (laughs) Don't, Don't stay with the thorns. Don't tolerate it any more than you have to because at the end of the day, you're a god, you're a goddess, you're an empress, you're an uh, an emperor, you're an eagle, you come from good stock. You have what it takes. It's a part of your DNA. Everything around us is at the end of the day is orchestrated for us to ascend, to thrive. It doesn't serve you to stay there in the discomfort. I'm being led to say, like, I know that we went through some rough times. I went through some of the deepest depression the last year. I'm just coming out of the, 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 you know, very much ashes to the phoenix. Rising. Part of my sign is um, it's the scorpion, the eagle, and then the, the phoenix. Right? But the pressure, the discomfort of everything surrounding this pandemic, the divine orchestration that some of us were poked and prodded to an area of discomfort where you are so determined in your core and in your gut that fuck it. Like, I know my stuff. I know my stuff. I've been showing up, putting in the work. They didn't pay me what I'm worth. Tired of the crap. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to stand up for myself. I have what it takes. I've put in the hard works. If I've put in the hard work, if I've done it for them, I can do it for myself. I'm going to show up for myself. This message for show us what you're made of. Fly into it. Divine source is going to continue, you know, because you're an eagle. It's going to continue. They got you this far, right? It's going to continue to Be the wind beneath your wings. You might fumble a little bit. You might feel uncertain when you 
decide, I'm tired of these thorns. I'm going to resign. I'm going to hop out this thing. Divine source has already seen that you're ready. You got that fire, that ambition. And you're going to take that leap and let you feel the thrill of the fall and just swoop in and catch you, bring you back to another higher level and higher plane, and then allow you to try again. But the, the, the deck is stacked in your favor. Age of Aquarius is beautiful energy. If you get a chance, go look at um, Astro Kid just did a new video on Aquarius. And those are the, um, wherever your Aquarius placement is, whatever house it's in, it's about liberation, being set free. What is more free than getting out of your mom's house, your parents' house, and spreading your wings and flying and seeing the world for yourself and deciding which rabbit you want to go for, which, which you know, what do you want to eat and going for it and living your whole best entire life and then the thing about eagles i'm gonna go ahead and say it here too is eagles made for life to fall in love with another eagle and build together and build a legacy and you know what you need as a as a papa eagle or a mama eagle what you need to bring and then what you need to create for that experience for your legacy to thrive for the generational wealth. I want to address here phases of employment. I think that some of us really, it kind of ties back to the beginning of my message. We don't really understand that we were never really truly, truly intended to work for someone all of our life. I think that there's a, phase or cycle of uh, of of, of uh, internship so it's okay for you to go in as a young person and learn take inventory like I was talking about the land of Canaan they sent the young spies in do you see the divine wisdom in that because those are going to be the future leaders you send your young people in to these high Fortune 500 companies. And it's okay if they start in as an undercover boss, as a spy from the bottom. Might have to crawl around a little bit and snoop around and see how things are made. But it has a cycle. We were never intended to be, stay in spy mode and to working for other people. You even see it with the... Um, Exodus again was never intended for us to stay there and they went through some very uncomfortable times but they wanted to stick it out to be resilient they didn't understand what it meant to detach from what no longer served them so the whole thing is for you to go in there to learn and then start to transition to where you can earn and the earning means that when you've hit the ceiling when it gets uncomfortable when you feel that first poke jump sooner than later and jump into higher levels ascend remember i was talking about the pigeons and the eagles you're being forced to ascend to go to new heights higher heights every circle takes you higher and higher and higher 
I have put here apprenticeship. When you look at if you if you look at the divine principles, the comedic principles behind Moses and Joseph and even Esther. Moses was grew up with the princes. He got to learn how to govern an empire. But he had to learn how to govern so that when it came time for that exodus, he knew how to help them run their whole empire for themselves. Same thing with Joseph. As much as it sucked, we know the discrimination is real. We know that there's injustices. But the power lies in your exodus. He went through some dark nights, but when he was down there, he even learned how to work in the palace. And he got familiar with what it meant to use his um, divine um, talents to learn how to create abundance for seven years in advance for the years of famine. Same thing with Esther. As much as it sucked and she lost her parents and her uncle had to raise her, her uncle represents uh, the um, mentorship, the grooming that goes into you learning. And so it, it allowed her to go into where she's with everyone else, but she paid attention when her person said, you need to wear this, you need to dress like this, you need to have these beauty rituals. This is how you eat as a queen. These are the different forks and knives and the topics that you bring up at the table and how to embody what it means to be a queen. And it was for such a time as this, right? The power lies not in where you stay, but about the exodus. I wanted to also talk about, yeah, as I'm, as I'm winding up here, think about it. Think about the psychology behind this and what happened when your physical labor and your intellectual property leaves the way that it's doing now, it's going to cripple the economy. But guess what? You're on the winning side of things. Right? They might not see your value, but that doesn't mean you don't have value. <laughs> Sometimes the best thing to do is to leave so they can see your value. Do you know what it felt like for them to leave when, when all those Hebrew, Hebrew Israelites left and you don't have somebody washing your clothes anymore, doing your dishes, cooking your food, going to the market, picking the produce, taking care of your children? You don't have anybody there with the structural engineering understanding of how to build the pyramids, how much staff you need, how how labor intensive it is, when to harvest the crop and get it to the marketplace and how much it should sell for and how much it's valued at. But guess who left with all that knowledge? Guess who left with all that strength and information? You did. You, I talked about in previous podcasts about how this go round 
this next ascension for the eagle phase as we go one step higher is not about how smart, you know, how much physical labor we put in. You know, I talked about how I worked my way up from working in the cafeteria, um, in the dish room, working up to cashier, working up into different levels, mastery, inventory, um, in all different areas, right? For me to move forward, when I tell you I learned how to run websites, I learned how to, I even worked a little bit, a little bit with law enforcement, not to the capacity, like I'm not going to tell you everything. everything. I worked with um, design, event planning, worked with administrators, planned huge events. Okay. I know what it's like to work with inventory and requisitions and the accounting, the marketing, everything I'm taking from that is now for me, for me to build my legacy. I pass on all the knowledge. When I tell you it's a beautiful process to see my niece coming up and I've been able to counsel her, do this, do this, do that, go there, go there. And she's learning to trust me. She's at that wonderful age where it's kind of like, oh, auntie. But getting her ready for college prep and everything I said is exactly what her guidance counselor is telling her. So now she trusts a little bit better. I didn't have that growing up. But she's going to be light years ahead because of the intellectual property of me working in those fields, understanding it, navigating it. So as she's coming up, I'm I'm pouring backwards, but I'm also pouring forward into myself. Now it's time for me to build my empire, to put in the hard work for myself. But I've learned what it means when I tell you I sat at the table and I, I took in everything these people were doing around me, everything, I soaked it up. A lot of us are in that same situation. It's not going to be about the physical and the hard and the grimy and back to the retail and back to the, you know, grimy like restaurants. Now it's about you owning that franchise, you owning that business, you putting in the creative information that you need. Capitalizing, leveraging uh, in that in the chapter, leveraging how the rich think, how the rich think, leveraging your resources. The resources moving forward is the intellectual property, the manpower. Even if you're coming out of things like working for other people where it was mostly manpower, you understand how that works. It's about the intellectual property moving from alpha there's a lot of talk about alpha male, alpha female has a lot to do with hustle, brute energy and force. Gamma is where we're heading. Gamma is a higher function where you're getting things done, but it's more from a headspace. You're not working harder, you're working smarter, right? The power lies in your exodus. You're leaving smarter with the intellectual property, and that's what's in your favor. Yeah. So that concludes this. I hope it was a blessing to you. I hope 
it just added more flame to your fire. You know, I hope that it helped you to think about ways to strategize how to play this game. What does it mean for your avatar? There's a lot of gems in there and I hope you were able to get them and add them to your basket. And I hope that it's fuel to propel you to the next level. The power is in your exodus. If they treated you bad, trust me, what we have coming up in December and the energy moving next year into 2022, it's going to cripple their economy. It's going to be a reversal of funds, reversal of power. People are being called to step into their throne and some of you had to be pushed a little bit more and things had to get a little bit more uncomfortable, but you're exactly where you need to be and you have what it takes. You have everything inside of you, the blueprint, the DNA to succeed. Things are a little uncomfortable. Mama, Eagle, Divine Source, Papa Eagle have taken things out a little bit just to provoke you enough to go out and leverage and, and catapult to the next level. It's a little bit dark. It's a little little bit dark but in the grander scheme of things out of this year even as we're wrapping up 2021 there's going to be millionaires and multi-millionaires in 22 2022 and 2023 i'm planning to be one of them you're welcome to join me welcome to join the divine tribe right I talked in the beginning about the exit plan. Right now, you might feel like all I know is things are turbulent and it's rough. And I, you know, so it's okay. Calm down. Get clarity on who you are, where you've come from, and where you're going. And if your plan is to succeed, every step moving forward is how to understand that this is a game, mastermind it. And use it to catapult you to the next level. I strongly encourage if you kind of need a little bit of clarity, go pull your natal chart. Find out where you are in life, what your strengths are. It's okay if not everything resonates, but it, it can kind of remind you of where your strengths lie. Think about all of the information and knowledge that you've acquired over time. And think about what that means to show up for yourself and to do something that you love and start building for the next level. This whole journey, we were never intended for, you know, us to continue to work these jobs. This just overbroke. J-O-B, just overbroke. We were never intended to stay working for these big corporations. They're cycles. The mass collective of us were meant to build legacy, to be entrepreneurs, to have something we can pass on to our children, to have the fulfillment and self of self, the sense of self-actualization, right? We're talking about Maslow's hierarchy of law. 
Okay. So know that I love each and every one of you. I'm rooting for you. Um, I went ahead and did a karaoke clip at the end of me singing along to Michael Jackson and Janet Jackson and the song Scream. I really want you to pull up the lyrics because I've heard the song for years um, and you'll be able to feel the vibe, the vibrations and energy. And that's where a lot of us are. But I really want you to step in and look at the words, pull up the lyrics as you sing along with me. And also, if, if you get a chance, like revisit um, the segment, segment um, podcast. But I also want you to, if you need a little bit more clarity, Go to Wikipedia and type in Age of Aquarius. I think it's the fourth paragraph. And it tells you the themes that we need to address going into Age of Aquarius. You might find some gems in there in terms of that what aligns with you and what your interests are. Because you're going to thrive. Those areas are going to expand. And um, Age of Aquarius is about liberation, being set free. And this exodus is about us setting ourselves free. And showing up for ourselves. And getting ready for the land of Canaan, right? Land of abundance and prosperity. Okay? I love each and every one of you. I really sincerely... is my intention that this is a blessing for you. Um, so I'm going to sign off. I'm going to charge you with love. I'm going to charge you with the love of your life. And at the end of the day, the love of your life is you, boo. So show up for yourself. I'm going to charge you with light and black light because black light illuminates invisible. I'm talking about the spiritual underbelly that no one else is addressing with the resignations and what's going on. I'm going to charge you with health, with wealth, with wisdom, and in this instance, prosperity. Until the next podcast, peace. All right, Divine Gang Gang, let's get it. Cue the music, put on the lyrics. Let's jam this out. I have it separately, so if it gets flagged, I can always take this out, but at least you have the message, right? All right, let's go. I want to hear you. And I'm definitely singing in the background. I already did some practice, so let's go. Hey, 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 hey. You know you got to move to this. It's like, go, Janet. Go, Micah. Go, go. Mm. Let's go. Turn the injustice, tired of the schemes, lies are disgusted, so what does it mean, They're kicking me down and I got to get up, as jacked as it sounds, the whole system sucks, Janet, come on, let's go baby girl, I'm picking the shadow, come into the light, you tell me I'm wrong, then you better prove you're right. You're selling out souls, but I, I care about mine. And I won't give up the fight. That makes me want to scream. 
gotta cope with every love and screw a night. Somebody. Cause we're just not taking it. Stop pressuring me. Just stop pressuring me. Stop pressuring me. Makes me wanna. Come on now, sing along. Look at the lyrics, you guys. Look at the words. This is the state that we're in. The story your way, it's causing confusion. You think it's okay. You keep changing the rules while I'm playing the game. Can't take it no longer. I think I'm not going insane. Mm, keep changing the rules, but I'm playing the game. Makes you wanna. Mm. You find your pleasure scandalizing every line. Cause I just won't take it. Stop pressuring us. Just stop. Stop pressuring us. Make it wanna scream. Just stop. I love this part by Janet. Oh my God, I can't believe what I saw on the TV this evening. This evening, I was disgusted. All the injustice, all the injustice. That's that segment energy. Divine masculine, divine feminine. You'll definitely want to go back and listen to that one. Disdain at the injustice. Hey. It makes me want to scream. Brother, please have mercy, cause we're just not taking it. Love this. Stop pressuring me. Just stop. Stop. So as we sign off, listen, I love each and every one of you. It took a lot of boldness, a lot of courage, but you have what it takes. And the power lies in your exodus. Pressure me. Stop. Makes me wanna. I love each and every one of you. And until the next podcast, peace.